Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Sleep Like a Baby and Wake Like a Champion. And I'm your mindset coach and motivational expert, Marianne Meter. We're here today to talk about my favorite topic, which is how to start a business and slam it, how to really crush it, how to really explode out of your life a brand new business. So let's get right into it. Wherever you are listening, I hope that you're excited for this topic today because it's one of my personal, personal favorites. It's actually my baby. I've started a lot of side hustles and I'm the queen of startups. I've been told by most people I have an incredible entrepreneurial spirit and mindset and I know how to, to make a side hustle hustle. So let's, let's get right into it. My goal is to inspire you if you have a dream, a vision, a passion, or even just a little idea down inside your head, down in your spirit, down in your soul. I want you to run with it. I want you to run, run off a cliff. I, mean, I want you to imagine you're on the precipice of a cliff. Look down into the unknown waters and just lean into it, lean into it, and fall off that cliff, fall forward, and take the crazy dive of faith like all the rest of us entrepreneurs have who didn't know what was going to happen from the beginning to the end. It's kind of exciting. It's a leap. So let's get right into it. So in the recession in 2008, I started one of my favorite businesses, and that was speed dating. Now you might say, why on earth are you starting a business in the recession? Well, here's two words for you. I want you to always ask yourself, why not? Why not? <laughs> for one thing, I needed the money as a side hustle. I wanted cash. And the recession, people were like, literally, if you weren't around in 2008 or you don't remember it, it didn't impact you. People with master's degrees were sleeping on their friends' couches. It was a pretty bad recession. If you lost a job, there was a very long line around the block, you know, literally around the block to get into a job there, to get into back into the job scene. So starting a business is a fantastic idea when you've got nothing else going on. So 2008, here we go. The very first thing I did, I was living in a small town. It was something I genuinely wanted to do is there's nothing but college students in this small town. I'd lived there for quite some time. And I'm like, where's all the people that are in their 40s and 50s? They've got to be around here somewhere. But I didn't know how to do speed dating. So I did what most smart people would do. I researched it. And I want to encourage you. There's all kinds of ways to research. You've got podcasts to listen to, YouTube, Google it. You know, look for a mentor online, ask your friends, go to a business class. But my favorite way of researching was to dive right in and to, to mystery shop another company. I highly recommend this. I traveled three hours outside of my small town to Chicago, Illinois, to Michigan Avenue, to a company that um, I figured Michigan Avenue is prime spot and they must be doing something right. They've got a big speed dating event going on. I knew nothing about it, nothing about it. And I decided to just go and mystery shop that I was single at the time. I paid, paid for it legitimately. I just went as a customer to say, hey, I'm here to speed date and let's see what, let's, let's rock and roll. So I learned a lot about the process. It's pretty easy. They took cash at the door. <laughs> the ladies line up, men rotate, whatever. Don't make the ladies get up and, you know, it was interesting little, little, little tricks to speed dating. You know, why wouldn't you want a woman to stand up and rotate? Because the men will all be staring at them just to make the ladies more comfortable. The men had to rotate. The ladies stay in the same spot. Pretty basic. Fill out a card. At the end, they email your, your matches later on so, so you don't have to ask them out directly. All right. So the point of the story is that I mystery shopped, I researched, hands-on research, and I even traveled three hours out of my way to do this, a company that I knew was flourishing, blossoming, doing the same thing I was doing because I didn't know how to do it. 
So I learned the process. It wasn't that hard, but I also asked myself the question, what is missing from this experience that I could provide, that I could add, that would make it just even better? And what I really genuinely felt was missing was a pep talk. <laughs> I showed up by myself. Lots of people were there in the groups, social groups. I, I, didn't, I didn't know to bring my social group. I went alone. And I felt very awkward and uncomfortable and just nervous. I'm like, what is this speed dating? I don't know what I'm getting into. And, you know, like most of us extroverts, we do fine. But I could have really used a pep talk. So I decided when I did my speed dating, I would provide people just a little warm, fuzzy encouragement to say, hey, I'm glad you're here today. A personal touch. You know, this is what's going to happen. And uh, I did this myself. And, you know, I thought the pep talk was missing. So you're getting the pep talk. I just laid it all out for them. And people loved it. They actually loved it. And how did I build a speed dating company in a college town looking for people in their 40s and 50s? I had to pull them out of the woodwork because most people in a college town are primarily 20s and the few that hang around in the 30s. I'll tell you my secret is word, once you start a business, word of mouth, W-O-M, word of mouth is your best form of advertising. And I encourage you to start by making social maps. Social maps, just draw circles. You can draw a circle like a spider web on a piece of paper and list all the different social groups you're a part of. Now, I'm not just talking about social media like Facebook and Instagram and all that good stuff. I'm talking about real-life social groups, college buddies, work acquaintances, meetup groups, people I go cycling with, people I know from the gym. Because sometimes you got to brainstorm all these different little social groups, and they're all connected to each other. You know Sally from the gym. Sally knows Bob, Fred, Tom, whatever. So if you get them in a social map on a, these little circles, it's going to help you expand your capacity to start your business with the word of mouth and to make sure you're targeting all of these different social groups. You might even have to say to yourself, well, you know, if you're starting something, which groups does it apply to? You know, maybe the, the cycling group it doesn't apply to because it's cooking fried food or whatever. But, you know, you'll figure it out. So then you just need to start with, you know, do your research know what you're doing, and just take that leap of faith. Most people, the reason people don't succeed at a business or they have an idea, they just, the fear of getting started, the fear of the unknown, and let, I want to talk about all those fears. So I actually started to write a book, which is not yet finished, Entrepreneur Freak, How to Start a Business and Slam It, and in that book I list all the fears people can possibly have, entrepreneurs. There's like hundreds of them. The fear of making money, the fear of putting money out and losing money, the fear of public ridicule, the fear of shame, the fear of, but you know, a lot of it comes down to just the fear of the unknown or the fear of rejection, the fear of a lot of times people tell themselves, am I enough? You know, you might have four words. I want you to flip that story. I want you to write a list of your fears before you start. If you have any, if you don't, great, just go for it. Some people are more risk takers than others. And that's the thing about being an entrepreneur. You've got to take a risk. You've got to take an educated, calculated, well thought through risk. Yes, you. and you know what? I'm going to tell you a story to inspire you. I love these stories because lots of times we tell ourselves untruths. Well, I don't have enough money to start a business. I don't have a building. Well, my favorite story is about Paula Dean, who is a well-known southern chef. If you haven't heard of her, you can Google her. And it's a well-known fact she struggled with depression and actually agoraphobia, which is the fear of leaving the house. Can you imagine? And I know a lot of us have been like kind of locked in or sheltered in the last couple of years, and maybe we don't get out as much anymore because it's harder to go places. But th this woman, amazing woman, started a business with $200 and her son's help. I think it was called the Brown Bag, 
the brown bag lady, something like that. And she started selling sandwiches, pimento sandwiches and chicken salad sandwiches, something so simple and so basic. And the funny thing is she had tried a lot of other businesses before, which I can relate to, like insurance, real estate, you know, the big ones, right? And they just weren't her thing. They weren't her hustle. And it didn't really fit her. She doesn't want to leave the house or just not comfortable, whatever, for whatever reason, we all have our thing in life, right? Our limitations, but the cooking right in her own kitchen and her son, her own family helping her later on. Now she has her own restaurant, well-known restaurant, I believe in Savannah, but she's a story to inspire. If a woman with no money, and I believe her parents died as she started this business again, which she didn't have a lot going for her. She didn't have a lot in her hand, but what did she have? She had a passion. She liked to cook. She liked to cook chicken salad sandwiches. You know, you might've said, oh, you should have picked something more fancy. Cheese pimento sandwiches. How basic, right? And she was good at it. She had the Southern flair. She had the home style cooking. And she started with what she had, brown bags. How expensive are brown bags? And some little chicken sandwiches, right? With the $200. And she grew her business from scratch, literally in the kitchen, from nothing. Some Create something out of nothing, baby. That's what you've got to do. And I'm here to inspire you to do it. I don't care how many setbacks you've had. I don't care how many jobs you've lost. I don't care how many other businesses you've started or if you've never, ever even dreamed that you could start a business. Yes, you can. If you have an idea, if you have a passion, if you have something you want to do, then yes, you can, baby. Yes, you can. I want you to take that leap of faith. Just go to the cliff and jump off. So you start with what you know. You start with what you're good at. You start with what you have in your hand. When I started the speed dating, I didn't have... I didn't know a whole lot of people that were in my age category, although I knew some, you know, you start with what you have in your hand and trust me, it will grow. Use the word of mouth advertising because it's free emails, social media, you tell all your friends, but my favorite thing, you know, we're all on social media expecting people to pay attention to us. And there's a lot of noise on social media. It's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just traffic. There's tons of traffic. People are imaging things for 30 seconds and less. What about the telephone? What about the people you rub elbows with, you rub shoulders with. I, I picked up the phone and called people. Hey, you come, when I come to my speed dating, I remember talking to some ladies, talk about a social group. I was at a funeral. Now you may think this is despicable, but we got in a conversation, waiting in line at the funeral, talking to some women about the brevity of life. Oh, you know what? I have a speed dating event this week. Do you want to come? Some of those women at the funeral that I met came to my speed dating event because why? They were single. They were my age category. I was standing in line talking to them. I've met people at the post office before. You talk to them. Those are social groups. You're out and about. You're at the grocery store. Um, I was taking a tango class. I invited people from my... I later on actually had an event that combined tango, dancing, and speed dating. And I targeted toward the tango crowd. It takes two to tango, doesn't it? <laughs> Why not? Let's get creative. So there's all types of uh, you know, ways to bump up your business and combine things, give it a flavor, give it a twist, give it a flair, and to market it, and to market it to everyone. You tell yourself, what is your product, what is your service, what is your good, and who needs it, right? And they're everywhere. Opportunity, 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 opportunity. I love that word. I heard a motivational speaker say it four times, and it just the way he said it, I felt so empowered because I'm like, if you look around you, if you open up your eyes, the world needs something right now. They need, we always need something. We're always bored. We need a, a new product, a new service. We need someone to do something for us. And with the way times are changing, 
we probably need things we've never needed before in the past. So if you have a new idea, something different, something refreshing, something that's never been done before, we'll need, we'll eat that up, right? So another thing I would like to really inspire you with, if you're going to start a business, why not go for broke? Start a business with the give back principle. My favorite, favorite all-time person is Blake McCoskey. You can Google him. And I encourage you to do so. He's very inspiring. He started four or five companies, young, and one of them was called Tom Shoes. And when he started his company, not you know, there's the give back principle. That means you give some money away and you make it well known as part of your mission statement. A certain percentage of my profits will go to support blah, blah, blah. Well, he decided to do a one-for-one. One. That's like 50% giveaway. Like for every pair of shoes I sell, I'm going to give away a pair of shoes to a child or an adult in an Argentine and third world country. And, and they were trying to tell him in the business world, no, you give away 10%, dude. You don't give away like half your profit. You don't give away one for one. Well, this man had a passion. He had a passion. He'd been to Argentina. He'd been, he'd seen that the lots of them had no shoes. And um, he saw the poverty. He saw the need. He was moved by the need. He was moved by his own inner convictions, his own inner vision. So lots of really successful entrepreneurs are visionary. What is it you want to make a difference in the world about? What do you want to impact? Who do you want to give to? Who do you want to contribute to? If you had extra money, what would you do with it? Who would you give it away to to make a difference in the world? The world needs difference makers. We need world changers, legacy leavers. We need you. We need your passion. And whatever you care about that's personal to you, that's going to motivate you. When business gets hard, you're going to think about it. So I know that Blake McCoskey's shoes really took off. I actually bought a pair of um, sun, I believe it was sunglasses, because Blake McCoskey sells glasses as well. And they were a little more expensive than what I would normally shop for. But I was so excited about his passion. I think for Christmas, I got my nephew a pair, because for every pair of glasses you buy from Blake McCoskey, he gives away a pair to, there was some type of cataract surgery or something going on in a third world country. And I thought, that's so cool. I'm actually, a vi was grew up a vision teacher. I taught people with visual impairment. So I was really touched by that. So people will spend more when they see who you are in the world that you're giving away into the world to make an impact. It's a spiritual principle. Those who give away more, you receive more. And if you study a lot of the famous rich people throughout time, they were huge givers, huge givers. They gave away a lot to charities. Then you became known for that. Your name becomes known for what you contribute to the world. So start with contribution in mind. Start with the end in mind. So I'm so excited about this topic. I hope that I've inspired you to take that leap of faith. Just jump off the cliff. Just go for it. Go for broke. And research people who have gone where you've gone before. Success leaves footprints, imprints in the sand, if you will. The people that have, you know, you want to be a coach? Study Tony Robbins. You, you know what I mean? The list goes on and on. Find someone who has been really successful. So thank you for listening to today's episode. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Sleep Like a Baby and Wake Like a Champion. And I'm your mindset coach and motivational expert, Marianne Meter. And for today's episode, we're going to be talking about one of my all-time favorite topics, which is how to start a business and slam it. I'm so excited that you've tuned in today because this is one of my personal favorites. It's my baby. It's my baby because I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I've started lots of side hustles. And I love to create something out of nothing. My favorite story I'm going to start with to share with you, to inspire you, is a business I started in the recession in 2008. 
and how I got it going. That business was a speed dating business and I was living in a small college town and the recession hit. And if you weren't aware of what was going on, you don't remember it. In 2008, the recession hit so hard. We had people with, with master's degrees sleeping on their friends' couches because the line to get back, once you lost a job, to get back in line to find a job, there just was not enough jobs for the people that were out of work. And so it took about two years, maybe longer, to absorb all these people back in the job market. So uh, starting a business in a recession, you might say, why? And I would ask you this, two words, why not? Why not? It's always a good time to start a business if you have an idea that you genuinely believe in. That's the number one thing on how to start a business and slam it. Your genuine belief in you, in yourself. You really, ultimately, you are the business. Everywhere you go, you generate the business. You create the business. You are the business, baby. You make it happen. I'll never forget. There was times it was challenging to get people to come out to speed dating. And a friend said to me, go out and make it happen. And that's exactly what I needed to hear because that was the truth of the matter is that it's not the recession. It's not the circumstances. It's not the, you know, whatever. It's you. It's all you. Some people start businesses in the worst times. They've actually done studies. Businesses that start in recessions actually do well. So, but right now I just want to encourage you and motivate you to take your idea and put it into action. Imagine if you will, you're standing on the edge of a cliff, a precipice, if you will. And you're just standing there staring down. You ever see those people do the high dives in the water? I always say, I'll never do that. But there's a lot of crazy things I've done in my life where I just leaned forward and I fell into it. So if you lean over that cliff, if you lean, you know, the cliff of dismay of maybe unbelief or just stagnation, you just got to put your feet to the fire and get moving, baby. Put, put the hustle to the muscle. You've got to do it. So just fall forward, lean into it. And this is what you'll discover. Starting a business is an exciting adventure. And I want to share with you some knowledge I learned along the way. So when I started my speed dating business, I was living in a college town and I was in my 40s and I couldn't find anyone to date. So it was something that I genuinely needed for myself. And also I knew my friends, we all have the same dilemma. We couldn't find people to date. And we're like, where's the, the people in town? How can we get them together, right? So the very first thing I did, not knowing anything about speed dating, is I mystery shopped my competition. I drove three hours out of Champaign to Chicago, Illinois, went to Michigan Avenue where they were having large speeding dating events in the finest part of the city on the Gold Coast of Chicago, and I signed up as a client. I, I was really mystery shopping them. I was doing my research, but I was genuinely single. I genuinely paid the money at the door. And I just took mental notes. Like, what is speed dating? How does it work? How does it not work? Well, and I learned a lot of things from my experience. Basically, I was kind of careened like a, you know, some cattle at the door well, with a herd of other single people. Just come on in, come on in, take, give us your money and sit down, you know. And I kind of felt it was a little uh, depersonal experience, depersonalizing experience. It wasn't, it didn't give me the pep talk I wanted. I was feeling a little nervous. I was feeling a little um, unsure of what was about to happen and unsure of putting myself on the line for 40 people. How many times can you get rejected in one night, right? Well, so it's always good to experience these things firsthand because then you can say to yourself, when you run your business, what are you going to do differently about your business that's going to make it a real success? So when I started my speed dating business, 
I took the information I learned back down to Champaign and the college town. And, you know, the way I started the business was by word of mouth. Word of mouth is so powerful because when you start, that's really all you've got. You know, you can spend a lot of money on expensive advertising, but think about all the different groups of people you know. You can draw social maps, circles on a piece of paper. I know people from, you know, college, from work, from church, from the gym, from from the Y, from yoga, from my dance class, you know, from a business class, whatever. And you draw these social circles and then you realize, wow, I'm really connected to a lot of people. But I want to challenge you. <laughs> the best thing I learned when I started my speed dating is I picked up the phone. I picked up the telephone. I called people word of mouth because sometimes social media, there's so much noise and traffic. People get 30 seconds to absorb what you've got and they may not respond. Yeah, but a phone call, who do you rub elbows with? Who do you rub shoulders with? Who are you out in the world with? We forget that relationships, our social network is built one-on-one, face-to-face, rubbing elbows, rubbing shoulders. Pick up the old telephone, pick up the telly, if you will, and call people. Invite them to your first event. It's going to make a big impression and people, you can get a verbal commitment. I actually, um, no holds barred, I remember I was in line at a funeral talking to some single ladies and it was quite a long line at the funeral. And you're like, no, you didn't, did you? Yes, I did. <laughs> we just got to talking about life. Hey, I'm having a, are you single? I have a speed dating event this Friday. Those ladies came to my speed dating event. You may think, and the whole point of the story is that there's no group that it's not appropriate to market your, because people have needs and people are everywhere. These ladies, we happen to be at a funeral. We happen to be waiting in a long line at the back of the line. And we happen to just engage in conversation and they happen to be single and looking to meet someone. Yeah, it is really hard to find someone in a college town when you're older. Oh, that's really cool. Where's your event at? I think I'd like to come. And they did come. So needless to say, market opportunities everywhere. Opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. There was later on I had uh, speed dating in tango because it takes two to tango. And I marketed my speed dating to the tango crowd. So my speed dating event was very successful because first I researched it. I started with word of mouth and I added the personal touch. I was personally invested in it because I was a single, you know, I knew the need and I knew how important it was. So when you start a business, do your research and get some help. Maybe you want some friends to help you, some business acquaintances or partners to help you with the research along the way. And just remember, there's needs are everywhere. Another story I would love to share with you to inspire you about a woman who started a business. Start something out of nothing. A lot of times people have a fear that they can't do it, they're not enough, or it's just the unknown, the fear of the unknown. My favorite story is about Paula Dean, who started brown bagging it out of her kitchen. But you know the hit, Paula Dean is now a famous restaurant owner and chef. But back in the day, Paula Dean was a woman who had, had agoraphobia, which was the fear of leaving the house. I think we can relate to that a little bit in today's times because of what's going on in the world. You may not have the fear of leaving the house, but you may have been home a lot more, right? Well, she tried all the traditional businesses, insurance, real estate. Nothing really stuck with her. Her parents had died. I think she'd been through a divorce. She had some sons, some children, and um, she decided, and she had $200, she decided to make which is not a lot to start with, <laughs> um, to make some sandwiches out of her kitchen. I believe it was chicken salad and cheese pimento sandwiches. And her business took off. But in the beginning, her sons helped her. And, you know, for a woman who struggled with depression for years, a fear of leaving the house, 
I give her a lot of credit. And that story inspires me because if that woman can take what's in her hand, her passion, her love of cooking, and take it to the level she has today with her own restaurant, she changed her life. She turned her life around. Why? Because she didn't let what was in her hand that was negative stop her. She didn't say, well, you know, I don't like to leave the house. Well, you know, I'm feeling kind of down today. Well, you know, I don't have any money. I don't have any resources. I don't have a building. I don't have a restaurant. I don't have a bakery, whatever. She didn't say any of that. She said, you know, here's what I do have. I, I can afford some brown bags. I have $200. I've got my sons. I've got my family who believes in me, who loves me. That's probably very significant. People that come alongside of you that believe in what you're doing and they're going to support you to get started. That's very important. So let's hear it for Paula Dean. And I want you to know that you can do it too. Anything, any idea you have, you can start a business and slam it if you just get started. And you take your passion, you put the pedal to the metal, you take your passion and you just crush it. You crush it in your hands. It means you break it open. You break it wide open and you give it away for the world to see. And the world will celebrate with you who you are. I think that's the thing. Sometimes we're afraid of who we really are. That's how you start the business and slam it. You've got to open yourself up to the world. You've got to open yourself up and say, I'm not afraid of who I am. Here's who I am. Here's my gift. Maybe it's something small, but somebody out there needs it. And I'm going to go out and find the people that do. And I'm going to enjoy what I'm doing along the way. Another one of my favorite business people, business entrepreneurs, is Blake McCoskey. And the reason I share this story, because one of the principles of how to start a business and slam it is start a business with a give back principle. And he's my favorite all-time entrepreneur because he does things that are utterly defying um, the norm, I guess. He goes against the, cr the crowd, the grain. Um, so when he started his businesses, he had been to, traveled to Argentina and he started making a shoe, a specific type of shoe. But he's like, you know, I'm going to start a business with a give back principle. And he was young and he hired some interns off of Craigslist. They made the shoes in his apartment until one day they hustled so hard and so far and so wide. Nordstrom actually called them. I love the story. You can probably find it on YouTube. He was, uh, he also wrote a book called Start Something That Matters. And I think that's key. If you really believe in it, Start something that gives back, that contributes to the world. If you really believe in it, that's going to help you to overcome your fears in getting started. So the interns and his apartment that he got to work for free off Craigslist for the experience, all were tossing the phone around back. Hey, Nordstrom's calling. They want to talk to the CEO of our company. And like, who, who is that? Or who, who's in charge here of the marketing uh, division? And Nordstrom placed their first large order. And his shoes, Tom's shoes, took off. Um, he later went on to sell eyeglasses. Um, that were significant where you would buy a pair of eyeglasses and he would give away a pair in a third world country to someone in need or some cataract surgery or something like that. But when Blake McCoskey started, he said it, he literally said he was bleeding money. So a lot of times we have a, we have false beliefs, beliefs about entrepreneurs. We think they're naturally ta so talented. It comes so easily. We think they're naturally rich and handsome and good looking. All the, all the people on the cover of Forbes magazine, they, they kind of look that way in the sleek suit and all that. I'm telling you, they had some hustle to get there. They had some things to overcome. They had some setbacks. You just don't see it. You, you know, they're not putting the picture of the setback and the failure on the Forbes Inc. or whatever. They overcame it. So 
I want to encourage you to put yourself out there and take the risk and just believe entrepreneurship is for you. If you have a dream, an idea, a passion, yes, it's for you. And Blake McCoskey, when he first started, they said it can't be done. You can't give away a pair of shoes to a child in Argentina because he knew when he traveled there personally, he knew a lot of the kids, children and people didn't have shoes. And But he had a heart for that. He had a passion for that. He wanted to make a difference at such a high level. It was his idea, his dream. More power to you, baby. No one can stop you when it's your dream. But the business community tried to tell him, the, the naysayers tried to say, that you're giving away too much, dude. Give away 10%, 20%, whatever. Nobody gives away you know, half, one for one. It's too much. I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow now wears his Tom shoes. You can find them everywhere. Um, his products are very successful. So I just want to encourage you, if you really want to start a business and slam it, start with something that matters to you, a cause in the world, a legacy, a contribution. There's all kinds of <clears throat> people out there, excuse me, who need something, right? They need something from you. And you can make a huge difference. Why not? And people are attracted to that spiritual energy. They're attracted to the fact that you want to give back that you're doing something in the world, you're up to something in the world, that is going to actually generate more business for you. So Blake McCoskey knew that that was partly the secret to his success. So I'd like to challenge you. The number one thing about starting a business is just get started. Get started today. Crush a fear. Overcome a limiting belief. Just go for it. Go for broke. Why not? So if you've liked this episode today, I hope you'll subscribe for more and I hope you'll share with a friend. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Sleep Like a Baby and Wake Like a Champion. And I'm your mindset coach and motivational expert, Marianne Meter. And for today's episode, we're going to be talking about one of my all-time favorite topics, which is how to start a business and slam it. I'm so excited that you've tuned in today because this is one of my personal favorites. It's my baby. It's my baby because I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. I've started lots of side hustles and I love to create something out of nothing. My favorite story I'm gonna start with to share with you, to inspire you, is a business I started in the recession in 2008 and how I got it going. That business was a speed dating business and I was living in a small college town and the recession hit, and if you weren't aware of what was going on, if you don't remember it, in 2008, the recession hit so hard, we had people with, with master's degrees sleeping on their friends' couches because the line to get back, once you lost a job, to get back in line to find a job, there just was not enough jobs for the people that were out of work. And so it took about two years, maybe longer, to absorb all these people back in the job market. So uh, starting a business in a recession you might say, why? And I would ask you this, two words, why not? Why not? It's always a good time to start a business if you have an idea that you genuinely believe in. That's the number one thing on how to start a business and slam it, your genuine belief in, you, in yourself. You really, ultimately, you are the business. Everywhere you go, you generate the business, you create the business, you are the business, baby. You make it happen. I'll never forget there was times it was challenging to get people to come out to speed dating. And a friend said to me, go out and make it happen. And that's exactly what I needed to hear because that was the truth of the matter is that it's not the recession. It's not the circumstances. It's not the 
you know, whatever. It's you. It's all you. Some people start businesses in the worst times. They've actually done studies of businesses that start in recessions actually do well. So, but right now, I just want to encourage you and motivate you to take your idea and put it into action. Imagine, if you will, you're standing on the edge of a cliff, a precipice, if you will, and you're just standing there staring down. You ever see those people do the high dives in the water? I always say, I'll never do that. But there's a lot of crazy things I've done in my life where I just leaned forward and I fell into it. So if you lean over that cliff, if you lean, you know, the cliff of dismay of maybe unbelief or just stagnation, you just got to put your feet to the fire and get moving, baby. Put put the hustle to the muscle. You've got to do it. So just fall forward, lean into it. And this is what you'll discover. Starting a business is an exciting adventure. And I wanted to share with you some knowledge I learned along the way. So when I started my speed dating business, I was living in a college town and I was in my 40s and I couldn't find anyone to date. So it was something that I genuinely needed for myself. And also I knew my friends, we all have the same dilemma. We couldn't find people to date. And we're like, where's the, the people in town? How can we get them together, right? So the very first thing I did, not knowing anything about speed dating, is I mystery shopped my competition. I drove three hours out of Champaign to Chicago, Illinois, went to Michigan Avenue where they were having large speeding dating events in the finest part of the city on the Gold Coast of Chicago. And I signed up as a client. I I was really mystery shopping them. I was doing my research, but I was genuinely single. I genuinely paid the money at the door and I just took mental notes. Like, what is speed dating? How does it work? How does it not work? Well, and I learned a lot of things from my experience. Basically, I was kind of careened like a you know, some cattle at the door well, with a herd of other single people. Just come on in, come on in, take, give us your money and sit down, you know. And I kind of felt it was a little uh, depersonal experience, depersonalizing experience. It wasn't, it didn't give me the pep talk I wanted. I was feeling a little nervous. I was feeling a little um, unsure of what was about to happen and unsure of putting myself on the line and for 40 people. How many times can you get rejected in one night, right? Well, So it's always good to experience these things firsthand because then you can say to yourself, when you run your business, what are you going to do differently about your business that's going to make it a real success? So when I started my speed dating business, I took the information I learned back down to Champaign and the college town. And you know, the way I started the business was by word of mouth. Word of mouth is so powerful because when you start, that's really all you've got. You know, you can spend a lot of money on expensive advertising, but think about all the different groups of people you know. You can draw social maps, circles on a piece of paper. I know people from, you know, college, from work, from church, from the gym, from from the Y, from yoga, from my dance class, you know, from a business class, whatever. And you draw these social circles and then you realize, wow, I'm really connected to a lot of people. But I want to challenge you. <laughs> the best thing I learned when I started my speed dating is I picked up the phone. I picked up the telephone. I called people word of mouth because sometimes social media, there's so much noise and traffic. People get 30 seconds to absorb what you've got and they may not respond. Yeah. But a phone call, who do you rub elbows with? Who do you rub shoulders with? Who are you out in the world with? We forget that relationships, our social network is built one, one-on-one face to face, rubbing elbows, rubbing shoulders, call, pick up the old, telephone, pick up the telly, if you will, and call people, invite them to your first event. It's going to make a big impression and people, you can get a verbal commitment. I actually 
um, no holds barred. I remember I was in line at a funeral talking to some single ladies and it was quite a long line at the funeral. And you're like, you know, you didn't, did you? Yes, I did. <laughs> we just got to talking about life. Hey, I'm having a, are you single? I have a speed dating event this Friday. Those ladies came to my speed dating event. You may think, and the whole point of the story is that there's no group that it's not appropriate to market your, because people have needs and people are everywhere. These ladies, we happen to be at a funeral. We happen to be waiting in a long line at the back of the line. And we happen to just engage in conversation and they happen to be single and looking to meet someone. Yeah, it is really hard to find someone in a college town when you're older. Oh, that's really cool. Where's your event at? I think I'd like to come. And they did come. So needless to say, market opportunities everywhere. Opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. There was later on I had uh, speed dating in tango because it takes two to tango. And I marketed my speed dating to the tango crowd. So my speed dating event was very successful because first I researched it. I started with word of mouth and I added the personal touch. I was personally invested in it because I was a single you know, I knew the need and I knew how important it was. So when you start a business, do your research and get some help. Maybe you want some friends to help you, some business acquaintances or partners to help you with the research along the way. And just remember, there's needs are everywhere. Another story I would love to share with you to inspire you about a woman who started a business. Start something out of nothing. A lot of times people have a fear that they can't do it. They're not enough. Or it's just the unknown, the fear of the unknown. My favorite story is about Paula Dean, who started brown bagging it out of her kitchen. But you know, the hit, Paula Dean is now a famous restaurant owner and chef. But back in the day, Paula Dean was a woman who had, had agoraphobia, which was the fear of leaving the house. I think we can relate to that a little bit in today's times because of what's going on in the world. You may not have the fear of leaving the house, but you may have been home a lot more, right? Well, she tried all the traditional businesses insurance, real estate, nothing really stuck with her. Her parents had died. I think she'd been through a divorce. She had some sons, some children, and um, she decided, and she had $200, she decided to make, which is not a lot to start with, <laughs> um, to make some sandwiches out of her kitchen. I believe it was chicken salad and cheese pimento sandwiches. And her business took off, but in the beginning, her sons helped her. And, you know, for a woman who struggled with depression for years, a fear of leaving the house, I give her a lot of credit and that story inspires me because if that woman can take what's in her hand, her passion, her love of cooking and take it to the level she has today with her own restaurant, she changed her life. She turned her life around. Why? Because she didn't let what was in her hand that was negative stop her. She didn't say, well, you know, I don't like to leave the house. Well, you know, I'm feeling kind of down today. Well, you know, I don't have any money. I don't have any resources. I don't have a building. I don't have a restaurant, I don't have a bakery, whatever. She didn't say any of that. She said, you know, here's what I do have. I, I can afford some brown bags. I have $200. I've got my sons. I've got my family who believes in me, who loves me. That's probably very significant. People that come alongside of you that believe in what you're doing and they're going to support you to get started. That's very important. So let's hear it for Paula Dean. And I want you to know that you can do it too. Anything, any idea you have, you can start a business and slam it if you just get started and you take your passion, you put the pedal to the metal, you take your passion and you just crush it. You crush it in your hands. It means you break it open. You break it wide open and you give it away for the world to see and the world will celebrate with you who you are. I think that's the thing. Sometimes we're afraid of who we really are, 
that's how you start the business and slam it. You've got to open yourself up to the world. You've got to open yourself up and say, I'm not afraid of who I am. Here's who I am. Here's my gift. Maybe it's something small, but somebody out there needs it. And I'm going to go out and find the people that do. And I'm going to enjoy what I'm doing along the way. Another one of my favorite business people, business entrepreneurs, is Blake McCoskey. And the reason I share this story, because one of the principles of how to start a business and slam it is start a business with a give back principle. And he's my favorite all-time entrepreneur because he does things that are utterly defying um, the norm, I guess. He goes against the, cr the crowd, the grain. Um, so when he started his businesses, he had been to, traveled to Argentina and he started making a shoe, a specific type of shoe. But he's like, you know, I'm going to start a business with a give back principle. And he was young and he hired some interns off Craigslist. They made the shoes in his apartment until one day they hustled so hard and so far and so wide. Nordstrom actually called them. I love the story. You can probably find it on YouTube. He was, uh, he also wrote a book called Start Something That Matters. And I think that's key. If you really believe in it, Start something that gives back, that contributes to the world. If you really believe in it, that's going to help you to overcome your fears in getting started. So the interns and his apartment that he got to work for free off Craigslist for the experience, all were tossing the phone around back. Hey, Nordstrom's calling. They want to talk to the CEO of our company. And like, who, who is that? Or who, who's in charge here of the marketing division? And Nordstrom placed their first large order. And his shoes, Tom's shoes, took off. Um, he later went on to sell eyeglasses. Um, that were significant where you would buy a pair of eyeglasses and he would give away a pair in a third world country to someone in need or some cataract surgery or something like that. But when Blake McCoskey started, he said it, he literally said he was bleeding money. So a lot of times we have a, we have false beliefs, beliefs about entrepreneurs. We think they're naturally ta so talented. It comes so easily. We think they're naturally rich and handsome and good looking. All the, all the people on the cover of Forbes magazine, they, they kind of look that way in the sleek suit and all that. I'm telling you, they had some hustle to get there. They had some things to overcome. They had some setbacks. You just don't see it. You, you know, They're not putting the picture of the setback and the failure on the Forbes Inc. or whatever. They overcame it. So I want to encourage you to put yourself out there and take the risk and just believe entrepreneurship is for you. If you have a dream, an idea, a passion, yes, it's for you. And Blake McCoskey, when he first started, they said it can't be done. You can't give away a pair of shoes to a child in Argentina because he knew when he traveled there personally, he knew a lot of the kids, children and people didn't have shoes. And But he had a heart for that. He had a passion for that. He wanted to make a difference at such a high level. It was his idea, his dream. More power to you, baby. No one can stop you when it's your dream. But the business community tried to tell him, the, the naysayers tried to say, that you're giving away too much, dude. Give away 10%, 20%, whatever. Nobody gives away, you know, half, one for one. It's too much. I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow now wears his Tom shoes. You can find them everywhere. Um, his products were very successful. So I just want to encourage you, if you really want to start a business and slam it, start with something that matters to you a cause in the world, a legacy, a contribution. There's all kinds of <clears throat> people out there, excuse me, who need something, right? They need something from you. And you can make a huge difference. Why not? And people are attracted to that spiritual energy. They're attracted to the fact that you want to give back 
that you're doing something in the world, you're up to something in the world, that is going to actually generate more business for you. So Blake McCoskey knew that that was partly the secret to his success. So I'd like to challenge you. The number one thing about starting a business is just get started. Get started today. Crush a fear. Overcome a limiting belief. Just go for it. Go for broke. Why not? So if you've liked this episode today, I hope you'll subscribe for more and I hope you'll share with a friend. Thanks for listening.